Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. Okay, so um, this is not my comfort zone, but I know that God <clears throat> has a word for y'all tonight. Um, <clears throat> this is something that was part of my healing journey, and I feel like he wants me to share it with you because um, even though I am older than you, there are a lot of things that I went through that you are going through and that you will go through. So I really feel like he wanted me to share this word with you tonight. So um, first slide. This title is Best Friends and Identity. Who can give me a definition of what you think identity is? Anybody? Okay. Anybody else? Good. That's good. Okay. The um, Webster Dictionary says it, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So we're going to talk about identity and our friendships tonight because a lot of times people get identity and friendships confused. I wanted to start off by showing you some pictures just so that you know that I've not always been this age. Um, that's me at two. The end picture was in seventh grade, and the middle picture was my junior, sophomore, junior year of high school. So um, I went through a lot of identity as far as trying to be someone that I wasn't. And I went through probably some of the things you guys did that you don't like your hair, you don't like how you look, and different things like that. So that's why I wanted to show you these pictures because, like I said, I was a teenager, believe it or not, a while back, but I was. So... um. <clears throat> I want you to look at your thumbprint for a second. <clears throat> your thumb and your fingers all have different prints on them. There's no two fingerprints and there's no, no two thumbprints or fingerprints alike. Now, many people try to become just like their best friends. They think that they have to take on the identity or image of their friend and people join clubs for a feeling of acceptance or to be felt like they are somebody because they don't believe that they belong to Christ. And they feel like they have to take on someone else's identity in a relationship with a friend because they don't know their identity. Our identity is in Christ alone. He created us in his image for a purpose to enhance his kingdom, and we, we all long to be accepted, to belong, or to feel wanted, but God created you and loves you just as you are. You don't have to do anything fancy for God. You don't have to fix your hair. You don't have to put on fancy clothes. You don't have to have the latest iPhone, and you don't have to do whatever everybody else's school is doing to be accepted. You are already accepted by God. You don't have to do anything that anybody else does to make you feel accepted, especially if they're doing something wrong and you know that it's wrong, but you're doing it because you feel so alone. And I'm going to get to that in a minute because I did. And 
God wants you to know that you were picked by him. No one else has to pick you. He picked you. He made you exactly who you're supposed to be. So you don't have to take on someone else's identity. If that person makes you feel like you have to do these things, move on from that friend. They don't need to be in your life. If they constantly tell you, I don't like your clothes, I don't like your hair, I don't like the way you act, or they just nonchalantly say, well, you know, your clothes really aren't up to date. You know, why don't we go shopping? Maybe we could find you something that kind of fits what everybody else is wearing. Or your hair. Let's fix your hair because it's kind of dated. Or, you know, something like that. Move on. If they can't accept you how how you are now, They're always going to constantly change you. And you're never going to be who you are meant to be. Okay? Oh, flip. I'm sorry. Flip. Flip. Okay. The world gives us glimpses of what they think we should look like or act like. And if we don't do this or that, or a certain look away, we're sh- we become shamed and made to feel unloved. If you don't have the right clothes or the right iPhone, you feel like you don't belong. I was shamed in middle school. Um, I was always kind of chubby, but kids made fun of me because we weren't a very rich family. My mom did the best she could, so they shamed me because of my clothes. But I was always loved. Like my parents made sure I was loved. And from that, I think that's where I realized Christ really loved me because they showed it to me through Christ. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. These pictures that I'm going to show you right here, they're images of actors. Okay, and a lot of times we look at these people on TV and magazines and wherever else and we see images. And I know this is all women. I couldn't find guys that wear makeup, thank God. Um, But guys do it too. They, They look like this and then they put all this makeup on and sometimes you can't even tell who the person is. And a lot of us tend to, I did it, we want to look like these people because we think they're somebody. Well, guess what? You're somebody. And just because you don't wear all this makeup and you don't wear all this fancy clothes like they do and you don't have all this fancy stuff does not mean you're not somebody. You are somebody. God created you to be somebody. And so people like this, they tend to sit in a beauty shop for three hours. They do all these crazy things. But then sometimes it's not even enough sometimes because they start having issues like with food. They'll not eat so they can look a certain way or I'm I'm sure you guys have heard of women that have bulimia which is where you eat and you throw up well they'll gorge themselves because they want to eat but then they throw up because they don't want to gain weight because of an image they're trying to get don't fall into that trap I did did it in high school because I wanted to be a cheerleader and I wanted to be with everybody And I fell into that trap. I wasn't to the extreme side, but I was in the middle. And it got, it got dangerous. I caused myself some digestive issues from it. So I'm being very candid right here, guys. Um, I don't normally share this, but I felt like God wanted me to share it with you because I think that sometimes, especially now, I mean, I graduated 25 years ago, but now I think you guys have more pressure than I did. 
and even when Jacob, when he was younger, and Joe, when he was younger, I think that it's like every decade something changes and it gets harder and harder for you guys because the world around us is crumbling. Christ is, you know, coming back soon. <laughs> I don't know how soon, but soon. And it's like the closer he gets, the harder it is for everybody, especially young kids, because y'all are impressionable. And the devil just wreaks havoc on you because he knows that you're impressionable. And so he's going to try to do these things to make you feel like you're nobody when you are somebody. Okay. This next picture is one of my best friends in high school. We used to call each other hamster brain and bird lips. And it started out as a joke when we were watching TV one night. It was a cow going commercial. So all through high school, we called each other that. She was an amazing friend to me. She loved me exactly how I was. She never asked to change me. She wanted me just as I was, and we got along so good together. And next slide. This picture right here that you're looking at was taken three weeks ago. 31 years later, her and I are still really good friends because it was a pure relationship. And... She is still my best friend. I served in her wedding. She served in my wedding. We we just, she lives in Houston now, but we're still good friends because we loved each other for who we were. We accepted each other for who we were. We didn't try to change each other. We just laughed at each other most of the time because we were doing silly stuff. But that was a pure friendship. Next one. This was my best, best friend in high school. Her name was Nikki, and our friends call this Mickey and Nikki. So they took my name and hybrid it to her name because we were always together. We dressed alike. We looked alike. They called us the Bopsy Twins because everybody thought we really were sisters. And so the pictures you see up here are from, like, some of our school dances and stuff. And we always hung out together. But the problem was... Nikki was a very outgoing person. I wanted to be like her. I wanted to dress like her. I wanted to feel like her. When she walked in a room, she had the attention of people. I wanted that, but I was very shy and very reserved. I wanted to belong. I wanted to feel accepted, but she didn't, she didn't make me feel accepted completely until later when I realized I always felt like a tag along. She was my friend but I was kind of like her shadow. I wasn't Michelle. And so people would call us Mickey and Nikki or the Bopsy twins. I was never known as Michelle. I never had my identity. All through high school, it was Mickey. If people would call me Michelle, I wouldn't answer because I couldn't even remember my name was Michelle because everybody called me Mickey. And so I took on her identity. I took on whatever she possessed and I'm going to say that word again. Whatever she possessed, I took that on as my identity. This last picture I'm going to show you right here. This picture is the picture that God showed me as part of my healing. Because I didn't realize how involved I was in this relationship with her as a friend that I took on so much of her. We went to the park one day. And you can't see in the picture, but our sweaters are made exactly the same, but they're different colors. We had on the same jeans, the same tennis shoes, and we were going to take some pictures with our boyfriends. 
And there's, this is at Gerard Park. There's this little canopy thing, and we went to go sit on the top. And we were going to take the pictures, and then I, I had actually forgot about this picture. And then when God was dealing with me about my self-confidence when I started doing girls' classes, he brought me to this picture, because in this picture, at the top it says, wait, I'm supposed to sit just like you. And he brought me to this picture because I was trying to mimic everything she did, everything, down to the makeup, the hair, the clothes, everything. And he brought me to this picture because he wanted me to see how obsessed I became with being someone that I was not supposed to be. I was not being Michelle. I was not being the person that he created. He created me to do something in this kingdom. And he created her to do something in this kingdom. But at the time, I didn't understand that I had my own identity and that I had my own personality and that I was born to do things. Miss Gale, which is Pastor Brandon's mom, she passed away a few years ago. She was the light in my life that helped me realize so many things. And this was one of them. And she showed me how to become Michelle. She showed me how to break that shell of being someone that I wasn't so that I could be the person that God wanted me to be. And I owe a lot to her. For four years, she lived with me. And I tell you, I loved being able to live with her because I think from it, I gained everything back that was taken from me. And it wasn't until she moved in with me that I realized what this friendship had did to my self-confidence, to my overall, overall well-being. Because even after graduating in high school, that relationship stayed with me like a soul tie. And I know Jacob's talked about soul ties before. It was a soul tie. And that soul tie held on because I was engraved in trying to be someone else. And then once Miss Gail ministered to me, I was able to be someone that God wanted me to be. You were never meant to walk in someone's shadow. I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to explain something. You were never meant to walk in someone's shadow. The only person you're meant to walk behind or beside is God. And then one day he's going to give you a mate. Okay, but you're never meant to walk behind someone as a shadow because God created you to be in the front because you are a child of God. You have your own light. You have no reason to take on the identity of someone else to try to be like someone else or try to do something to fit in because you already fit in. God gave you identity the moment you were conceived, actually before you were conceived. Because God knew he was going to make you. He knew what he was going to do with you. Go back. I think it's slide two or three. Three. Verse uh, Psalms 139 verses 13 through 16. This is my favorite passage in the Bible. It talks about how God created you. And it tells you that he formed your body in the secret place. He knew exactly what you were going to look like, what color hair, your eyes, and everything. So just because so-and-so has blue eyes and blonde hair and you have black hair and green eyes, but you want that and you try to do that or you do surgeries and those kind of things to do that, 
When you do those things, I don't want to say, let me, let me tread, on, tread lightly on this. When people start altering their body for looks and not for something that is because it's harmful to their body, you're slapping God in the face. Because he created you to be exactly how you are sitting right here, right now. He did not mean for you to have any type of enhancements on your body, any type of Botox on your face or anything like that. If it's medically proven that you need it, I'm for it. But if you're doing it because you're not happy with yourself, because other people are saying that you're this or that, you need to get in your secret place and you need to talk to God and you need to ask him who you are in him. Because in him, you are perfect. And I stress that. You are perfect. You know, whenever God called me to start doing the classes for the young girls, which my group is called Chosen, I was like, God, really? You want me to do this with these girls? You know, and at first I was very nervous, but now I love it because there's such a need for it. Because whenever I was younger, I think if I would have had something like that, I think my life would have turned out different. So when God asked me to come to be part of the youth group. I know sometimes I look like an army person downstairs. I'm always in serve mode. But I have to tell you guys, I really, honestly, I have a heart for y'all because I totally, totally get what y'all go through at school. There's not one thing that you can come up here and tell me that you are dealing with that I didn't go through. Okay? It, it can be... Food, it could be sex, it could be whatever, you name it, I went through it, okay? And I'm saying this because I know sometimes kids think adults, they're crazy, but I know everything. I did, okay? If you have the chance, and I'm not just talking about me, if you have the chance to glean from an adult, meaning learn from an adult about past failures, listen, listen, because they can tell you a lot. They can tell you life experience that can help you, that can help with some of the, the junk that you have to deal with at school. And they can show you how to be self-confident in yourself and not have to worry about, oh, what does this person think about me? Do I have the right clothes on? Am I wearing the right tennis shoes? Do I have the right hair? My backpack look okay? Oh my God, my phone's outdated. I can't do anything with it. I can't be part of this group. You're constantly stressing about not being good enough. You are good enough. You don't have to take your identity from anybody. Your identity is in Christ, and he loves you, and he wants you to walk in what he has for you and not to become someone that you're not meant to be. And so that that's pretty much what I wanted to tell you guys tonight, but I do want to leave you with this. I said this earlier, and I'm going to say it one more time. You do not have to walk in anyone's shadow Never let anyone, an adult or a child or someone your age, make you feel like you are less than them because you are not. You are just as valuable as anybody because God made you and he made them. And so don't think for a minute that you have to do something to compromise anything in your life to be accepted you are accepted by the one person that needs to accept you, and that's God, and that's Jesus. And don't worry about what anybody says. If they tell you something ugly, smile at them, pray for them, and walk away.
Because if you carry that with you, then you've created a soul tie, you've created an offense, you're going to let it root in you, and you're just going to get depressed. And I'm speaking from experience. Okay? So I would like to pray for you guys. And um, if anybody wants prayer after, that's great. I'd love to pray with you, but I want to pray over you. Lord, I ask that you just give each one of these students, Lord, just give each one of them knowledge of how much you love them, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you just show them how valuable they are to you and that nothing that anyone says to them or does to them is them, that you have created them to be who they're supposed to be, that you are the one that loves them. You are the one that can just devote your love to them, Father God. I pray, Lord, that each one of them knows of your love and your mercy and your grace in their life. And I pray, Lord, that each one of them <clears throat> walks out of here tonight knowing that they can go forward and not have to worry about what someone says about anything, their clothes, what they look like or anything, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you just give them time in high school to enjoy and not have to worry about all of the things that pull them down, Father God. All of the things that are negative in their life, Father God. Give them a positive every time someone says something negative to them, Father. I thank you, Lord, for this time with these students, Father. I ask you, Lord, just let them the words resonate with them. I ask you just to continue to bring them back so that they can learn, Father. And I pray, Lord, that they can trust us as adults that have been through these things, that we're here for them, Father. I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for their time. And I ask you, Lord, just to protect each and every one of them, Lord, as they are your precious child. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Y'all give a hand clap for Michelle. That spoke to me on a deep level. I don't know about you, but that spoke to me because one of the... Uh, one of the things that spoke to me was, and I, and I kid you not, I, I thought I needed the latest iPhone. I thought I needed the latest cell phone to feel like I was involved with someone. And, and one of the things that, that she's so right about is that you are your own character that got created. You are not some, you don't have to be something else. And I know it, it felt like almost like a girl thing, but even for the guys, we compare ourselves to YouTubers. We compare ourselves to athletes. We compare ourselves to rappers, artists. We compare ourselves to a lot of things. But the thing is, is that when you compare yourself, you lose yourself. And you don't want to lose what God has put in you or what God has made you to be. And so thank you, Miss Michelle, for that message. I needed that because identity is a big thing. Identity is a big thing. One more time. I want to pray one more time. So every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray one more time for a lot of people in here who really deal with identity. Because you are being something that you know you're not. I'm not just, not just that you're not, but you know that you're not that. But you continue to do it because you are afraid of someone seeing the real you. But I'm telling you, God has created that real you for a reason. You are created in the image of God. David was so true in that Psalm. He said, he said that, that, that the thumbprints and all that, God knows the amount of hairs on your head. It's very specific. But, but what he wants you to know is that he created you specifically the way he did. 
because he is your creator, because he loves you, because you were created in his image. How awesome is that to, is to hear that where you're created in the image of someone who created the universe. You are a child of God. But when you become something else, you're not a child of God. You become a child of somebody else. Because a child of God is made in the image of God. But if you're made in the image of someone else, then what are you? So I want to pray for, for someone in here who is really struggling with, with the identity issue. But mainly, mainly I want to pray for someone in here who is, who is really dealing with a friendship that they are undershadowing and that you can't really be yourself. You just have to withdraw and just let them do their thing because they seem like the main character and you feel like you have to be behind the closed door. You feel like you have to be under the shadow. But I want to pray for that person tonight. And if that's you, if you feel like you've been under the shadow of the wrong person, the wrong almighty, I want you to raise your hand. If you've been dealing with living under a shadow, I want you to lift your hand. Be bold about it. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. If you've been living under a shadow, I want to encourage you before I pray for you because the ones that raise their hand, I'm going to pray a blessing over you because, because God wants you to know that you don't have to live under that shadow. The only shadow, Psalm 91 says, I will, I will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Who is that? That is God. God is the one you should be under, not someone else that you think is better than you, not to someone else that could be that could be better at sports, could be better at school, could be better at whatever. You don't need to live under the shadow of that. You need to live under the shadow of the source who can tell you who you are, who can tell you what you're meant for, who can tell you who you're really meant to be. That's who you're supposed to be under the shadow of. That caught me under the shadow of the Almighty. Because I would rather be under God than someone that... Because guess what? I'm going to tell you something right now. If you think that that person you're undershadowing is better than you, I can tell you right now, some people do that to put on a face, to put on an avatar. they got to be something else that they're not. Or they're just acting miserable and they try to put a smile on their face so they don't see, that you don't have to see who they are. God wants you to know that you don't have to live under those things anymore. You can be set free from that. So I just feel in my heart one more time, if you have been living under the shadow of somebody and you feel insecure, you feel inadequate, you feel defeated, you feel like you can't, you can't stretch out, you can't, you feel like you feel imperfect. If that's you, I'm going to give this one more time. I want you to raise your hand one last time. One last time. Thank you. One last time. Somebody in here is struggling with being under the shadow of somebody. Thank you. I want to pray a blessing over the ones that raise their hand. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for letting Miss Michelle be obedient to what you had to speak tonight. But Lord, I also thank you for the people that raise their hands that feel like they're under the shadow of somebody. And Lord, I want you to encourage them. I want you to bless them and let them know that they can be under the shadow of you and shine. 
They can be under a shadow of the Almighty and shine the brightest. Lord, they stand out in front of everybody else. They stand out more. Lord, they stand out. Father, I pray, Lord, that you teach them the the uniqueness of their character, the uniqueness of, of them as a person, the uniqueness of their personality, the way they act. Lord, let teach them how you have created them uniquely. Because, Lord, they feel like everybody else, but they're not supposed to be like everybody else. We're not supposed to be like everybody else. We're supposed to be how God has created us to be. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, for a revelation of uniqueness over their life. And Lord, they don't have to be somebody else. They can be the perfection that you have created them to be. Lord, I feel in my heart, Lord, for every tear that has been shed, for feeling left out, for feeling forgotten, feeling like they don't, that they're not involved. They feel under the shadow. It, could, it might not be a friendship. It might be just a thing in your life where you're just under the shadow of everything. Father, I pray, Lord, every tear that has been shed, Lord, the people who sow tears will reap a harvest of joy. They will reap a harvest of joy as they sow the tears. The Bible says that the Lord keeps every tear that you drop in a jar he knows your pain he knows your struggle he knows that you're being undershadowed he wants you to be under him to where you can shine the brightest father we thank you for this revelation from miss michelle lord we thank you for this word lord i pray and pray pray a blessing over every single student in here that they are unique in their own way that they don't have to be they don't have to be people like on the internet they don't have to be people like in the industry, Lord. They don't have to be a certain type of person, Lord. Let them be influenced by you and not others. Father, we ask for this, and I pray a blessing and a favor over everyone in here in this room tonight. And it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen.